and welcome back in again, baseball fans, to the 20th and Blake podcast, part of MileHighSports.com. I'm your host, Luke Zalman, and could the year have started much better for the Rockies? Two games, two wins, and two great performances from their young stars on the mound. First, on opening day, Kyle Freeland handling his first opening day start of his career goes seven innings, five strikeouts, only two hits, one earned run, that earned run coming on a pinch hit home run. Um, and he just, he really, he was really grinding towards the end of his start, uh, looked over to, towards the dugout in that last, that last inning, the seventh inning, uh, Bud Black gives him, you know, the, the, the hand clap tells him, all right, finish it out. And he, uh, he goes on to get a ground out and a fly out to end that inning. Um, that was kind of, um, one of his only, you know, rough innings, obviously, he allows that home run, but then he gets a K and two ground outs to end the fourth inning, I believe. And then in that seventh, he starts with that throwing error. He, you know, is going to his right, fields the ball, spikes it to Daniel Murphy. He's not able to get the scoop. And then he gets a barehanded play to save Daniel Murphy from committing a second error in the inning. Um, and then, as I said, he gets that ground out and a fly out after hitting Alfaro. So he really grinded towards the end of his at towards the end of his outing and it really paid off for the Rockies they were able to save some of their bullpen after forcing Jose Urania out after only four and two thirds um they throw Sogano and they also throw yesterday they throw uh Scott Oberg both allow home runs both pinch hit home runs ironically um so that wasn't great but other than that the two relievers you know they calmed down after those two home runs, didn't allow anything else. Um, and then in today's performance, you have uh, Herman Marquez taking the mound. Um, after last year, in that second in that second half of the year, he was, I mean, borderline untouchable. He finishes the year 230Ks, franchise record. Um, so he was looking to continue that in the start today, and he really did. And that First inning, he uh, he had a little bit of a rough first inning, allows a leadoff walk to Curtis Granderson. Uh, that was one of his problems last year. I mean, he allowed over eight earned runs, had it over 80 RA in that first inning last year. He really settled down as the game went on. But as of that first inning, he really struggled last year, and it looked like those struggles might continue tonight. But he grinded through it. He get uh, Walters throws out uh, Granderson at second in that inning. Um, strike him out, throw him out after he strikes out Anderson. Um, and he really just continued that role. I mean, he strikes out for the next seven hitters after that. Um, he just really settled down. He really got the curveball working, really got his off-speed stuff working, which is kind of his key. He has that lightning fastball, you know, touches 97, touches 98, probably sits around 94. But the real key to him has just been his off-speed stuff. I mean, it's been amazing. And to build off of that fastball with the off-speed stuff has really helped him. Doesn't allow a single fly ball out today. Um, all, I mean, all ground ball outs except for those uh, except for those strikeouts. Um, his only blemish, uh, I mean, uh, Curtis Granderson really has his number. I mean, he was three for six coming into the game. He goes... He gets another hit today, moves that to four for seven, and gets two walks. He's now up to five walks against Marquez. Um, real savvy veteran. Um, but yeah, he took Marquez deep, middle-middle fastball on a 3-1 count. Um, that was kind of the only blemish on Marquez's day. Um, 
it's clear that Granderson has a has a beat on Marquez, but he's not going to see him very often, so it's something he's able to avoid quite a bit. Um, after that home run, um, he was able to get three straight, or yeah, he was able to get three straight ground balls. Um, really helped him out. Um, and then in that, uh, in that, in his final inning, a real rough final inning for him. He starts with a K. Um, and then there's that grounder to deep, deep. It was basically right at short because they had him shifted. Um, and Arenado throws off his back foot. They challenge it. Herrera is called safe. He was originally called out. And then he gets thrown out by Walters as well. Walters threw out both runners who were trying to steal today. Really helped out Marquez in some stressful situations. Um, and then after he throws him out, Marquez walks the bases loaded. Um, and one of them was a hit by pitch on Neil Walker. Um, so then, you know, he gets some ground outs and he gets out of the inning. That was kind of the story of his day. Every time there was any, any traffic whatsoever, there was very little traffic. Anytime there was, he just got a ground ball out, um, struggle with the walks a little bit. Um, I think he'll, he'll smooth that out as the year goes on, but very encouraging for the two. Um, as Patrick Saunders of the Denver Post pointed out, uh, the Rockies had never started a year with back-to-back quality starts with two hits or less. And overall, it's only the second time they've done it in franchise history. The only other one in 2008 was Franklin Morales and Aaron Cook. So it's, it was a pretty rare feat that they were able to accomplish. And it was really big for the team to see their starters carry that over from last season. A lot of times, as I pointed out in my article about Kyle Freeland after last game, a lot of times the Rockies have had these anomalous these anomalous seasons from their starting pitchers where Ubaldo gets third in the Cy Young voting. Shasin registers a top 10 war season in Rockies history, and then they follow it up with terrible seasons. So they've really struggled to find consistent arms that can just be dominant. And both Kyle Freeland and Marquez answer the bell today or today and yesterday, um, really carry over last season's success, whether that's because of, you know, the Miami offense or whether it's just them being dominant, um, won't know until the next start they have. Um, but yeah, that Miami Marlins offense is going to be just awful this year. There's not many quality hitters in that lineup. Um, they're a real, a real rebuilding squad right now. Um, and they're really struggling. It's kind of two franchises on different trajectories. Uh, the Rockies are a young team that are just getting better, two straight postseason appearances. And then you have the Marlins, who decided to cut a ton of salary, get rid of Stan, get rid of Yelich, get rid of Ozuna. Um, and they just decided to rebuild from the bottom up. A lot of that is due to Derek Jeter kind of taking over. They're trying to kind of reshape the franchise. Um, deal Real Muto for... Jorge Alfaro and some other prospects this offseason. So they're really looking to strip the whole entire thing down, start from the beginning, and it really has showed. I mean, they were uh, multiple innings or multiple hitters today. Uh, Luis Brinson just, I mean, he misplayed several balls today. He's he's going to be their everyday center fielder most likely, and that just speaks to the type of team they're going to field because, I mean, he hits under the Mendoza line last year. Um, he's not a great fielder, doesn't have a great arm. So there's not many aspects about him. And he's probably one of their brightest young prospects that's currently on their 25 man roster. Um, so it's going to be really rough for them. Um, but touching back on the Rockies, their ability to have Marquez and Freeland both have good opening starts has really saved their bullpen. Um, as I already said, 
Uh, o gets roughed up a little bit. Oberg allows a home run as well, but both of them settle down. Nothing too crazy. Um, today, DJ Johnson, Mike Dunn, and Brian Shaw all go. Among the three, didn't allow a single hit. Um, so now, outside of Jake McGee, Harrison Musgraves, and Wade Davis, they haven't. They don't have any relievers that have yet to touch the mound this year. Um, those first relief appearances are always gonna be kind of hit or miss because there's still a little bit of rust. Um, saving Wade Davis once again for another day and being able to go to Shaw to get the final outs of the game um, is really going to help them. They get the final outs from O yesterday. Um, so it's really going to help them be able to save Wade Davis and kind of um, not so much pace themselves with Davis, but be able to use him in more high leverage situations. If he can have minimal usage when they go to Tampa and then when they come home, and play the Dodgers, that's going to be really good for the back end of their bullpen. They'll have a really steady force at the back end, and they won't tire him out too early. Um, DJ Johnson looked great today. Mike Dunn, as I said in my bullpen podcast, outside of that shoulder injury last year, he was really good, and he showed that today. Comes in, shuts it down. Brian Shaw looked good too as well. He allows he allowed a little bit of hard contact, but I don't think it's going to be a problem for him at least in the near future, the teams that they start playing towards the end of the year, especially when they have all their matchups with the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers hit eight home runs yesterday. They're going to have a pretty potent lineup. Um, so Brian Shaw may have trouble with them. Um, not sure how much he sees the field or he sees the mound, excuse me, when they actually play the Dodgers in their home opener. Um, at least that's what they would hope. But I mean, a key for them at least getting to the Marlins bullpen was really their success in long at bats. I mean, Jose Urania comes in, he pitched pretty well, but through the first the first time through the order, they had really long at bats, and it really paid off for them in the fourth inning. They put up four runs. Fifth inning, they put two runs. Chase Urania out of the game, and then start digging at the bullpen. Um, it's really been it's. I mean, they've they've had very good at bats. Have a new pitching coach, Dave Magden. And he's starting to pay off. He's been a well-revered hitting coach throughout the years. Bring him in this year. His philosophy appears to be really paying off for them. Um, they're really trying to watch pitches. They're really trying to be very finicky with the pitches that they swing at. Um, it hasn't it hasn't quite worked out to the maximum of where their potential could be. Um, but six runs in the first two games off of you know seeing spring training pitchers for the most part. I mean, that's I, that's hard to have complaints about. Um, David Dahl has been great coming back from multiple injuries, freak injuries in the past. He's been great. He's 4-4-8 four through, eight, four, four, eight through the first two games. Um, he was 3-4 for four yesterday. He's got an RBI in each game. Um, and when he started to slack a little bit today, Charlie Blackman picked it up from the leadoff position. He was huge today. 3-5, for five, he gets that double down the line. He gets two RBIs. And then most surprisingly... The catchers for the Rockies, both Walters and Ionetta, both have a start. They're combined four for seven now. Both of them have an RBI and both of them have a double. Walters was great today. Um, he gets that double to kind of start the run. Um, and Ionetta started the run yesterday. So they both have had very good seasons so far. Um, to expect them to be four for seven the rest of the way, that type of average the rest of the way is obviously not not going to happen but the way Walters was able to frame pitches throw runners out today 
have good at bats even when he didn't get a hit. Same with Ionetti yesterday. He had very good at bats even when he didn't get a hit. He doesn't bring the same defensive prowess as Walters, um, but he's a great veteran presence for them. I mean, watching Walters today, you're just reminded again how elite of a pitch framer he is. I mean, he's been towards the top of the league each of his years, and he's just stealing strikes consistently for a guy like Herman Marquez. And that's why pairing him with Herman Marquez has been so great for them. He caught 23 of the final 33 Marquez starts last year. And that's going to be, or 23 of his 33 starts last year. That's going to be the trend this year. I don't see many starts where Walters is not catching Marquez this year. Um, same with Ionetta and Freeland. Ionetta is consistently Freeland's catcher. Having that consistency with young starters, I think, really pays off. Um, Marquez and Walters really talked about last year how they would they would match breathing. They would they would help each other in the rough times, and I think it's really going to pay off for them this year. Um, going off of the catchers being four for seven, their six through eight hitters have been seven through twenty two, which isn't ideal, but it's been nice because the top of their order has struggled to a degree, especially in that first game. Murphy goes over five, Blackman goes over five, Nolan doesn't have a great day. And then Murphy goes one for five today. Um, so their bottom of the order has really picked it up where their top of their order has started to falter a little bit. Um, and if you take out Desmond's Desmond's two days so far, um, they're six for 13, which really isn't terrible. Desmond has one hit so far. He's put the bat on the ball quite a bit, which is, I bet you, a relief to Bud Black. Um, but so far, he just hasn't been able to put together string together hits um but he's been great in the outfield their new look outfield with blackman and right desmond in center and doll and left has been a boon for their success so far they've been really good defensively and desmond has been able to get balls that i don't think you see charlie blackman get last year he's been able to get several good jumps today he robs luis brinson of a home run in a really pivotal moment of the game tied 1-1 he robs that home run um, just, just a great play. If you haven't seen it yet, make sure to go look it up on, it'll be all over the place. MLB.com, ESPN, it'll be all over. Um, but the offense as a whole has 20 hits so far through the two games. Um, and their entire staff, uh, both relief and starters have only allowed the Marlins six hits so far through two games. Um, so a 20 to six ratio, 10 to three, if you split it up on average, um, I mean, they'll take that every day and their resiliency was what was really crucial today. Trevor Richards has really had their number. He's only allowed two earned, two earned runs now in 12 innings against the Rockies. He's got 12 K's in those innings. Um, one start was at Coors last year. He strikes out eight and in six innings only allows one, uh, today he throws six innings, allows one more earned run strikes out strikes out four on the day so he had a really good day today and they were really really battling through his changeup. but the resiliency to keep through and keep their confidence after Richards was able to shut them down um and then really pound on the relievers really really showed the type of veteran mindsets that they have in that dugout now that maybe they were missing last year because a lot of times when a starter would shut them down last year they really struggled to come back um, but today, Richard shuts them down, and then after he's finally out, the Marlins actually took him out probably before he was truly done. Probably could have thrown another inning, 
um, wasn't quite at what you would expect his pitch threshold to be for the day. Um, I believe he was at 77. Um, could be, could be, you know, one or one more, one less, not quite sure. Um, about 77 pitches today. And he was able to, that changeup was ridiculous. In his final inning, he throws 14 of 18 pitches were off-speed pitches, both sliders and changeups. So he was really able to confuse the Rockies hitters for much of the game. And they were able to battle through it, come back, and destroy the relievers, which was something that, as I already touched on, they really didn't seem to do much last year. Um, so overall, first two games, can't ask for a ton more. Overall, the offense probably could have been even better. Um, they kind of left some guys in, in scoring position first game. Um, today, they didn't have as big of a problem, but Richards really had his way with them. Um, if they're able to maybe pound a couple hits on him early, um, you know, Blackman leads off the game with a hit, and then they weren't able to do anything with him. Um, just bouncing on a team early as opposed to waiting till the fourth inning like they did yesterday. Um, they wait till the fourth inning, till the sixth inning today to get their first run um, and then score another in the seventh and then four in the ninth off relievers. Um, if they're able to move that offense a little earlier, I think it really aids their chances this year. Um, looking ahead to the two remaining matchups in the Miami series, uh, tomorrow, Tyler Anderson, the lefty takes the hill against Pablo Lopez, a young righty for the, for the Marlins. Um, Anderson, you know what you're going to get. He's a steady lefty. Um, he's going to produce ground balls. He's not a huge strikeout guy. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he comes out because he was crushed in spring training, 14 innings allows 12 earned runs. He did strike out 14, um, which is. I guess a small sign of comfort. Spring training numbers don't exactly matter. Um, but it'll be curious to see how he does um, on Saturday in his start. But last year, 4.55 ERA, he allowed 30 home runs. That's the most in the National League. So lowering that number is obviously going to help him out quite a bit. Um, and not allowing those innings to snowball um, should help him out a lot. Moving on to the Marlins. Pablo Lopez is only 23 years old. He's pitched 10 games last year, 4.14 ERA. Didn't have a single game against the Rockies, and he's not a stri huge strikeout guy either, but he's really been able to limit run production. Um, between AA and AAA last year, he had a 1.44 ERA, and in AA in 43 and two-thirds, he has a .62 ERA, so that really helped his ERA. Um... 18.2 or 18 and two thirds, excuse me, AAA innings before he got called up. So he was really good in the minors, which led to that call up. Um, he pitched 20 innings in spring training. He only allowed two earned runs, striking out 16. So he had a very, very good spring training, which tells you why he's in that three slot in their rotation. Um, and what he has to offer, much like Trevor Richards, he has a very good changeup which the Rockies have really struggled with when they face Trevor Richards. So seeing how they change their approach tomorrow to match Pablo Lopez's changeup, um, that'll probably be a huge key for them. Um, they're probably going to have Chris Iannetta back in the lineup tomorrow, catching Tyler Anderson. Um, he'll hit eighth again. Other than that, the lineup should probably be the exact same as today, exact same as yesterday. Obviously, the only two changes between the two lineups so far was 
the pitcher spot and the catcher. Those are the only changes. Um, it looks like that's going to be a pretty consistent lineup for them, especially if they're producing the way they are right now. Um, they'll have to face much tougher pitchers down the road than what the Marlins have to offer. But being able to have the run production, the hit production, the constant, the constant battles that the plate that they've had so far, um, really speaks volumes to where their lineup's at already. Um, so looking forward to Sunday, John Gray takes the hill. His first start against Sandy Alcantara. Um, both righties. It'll be righty on righty. Um, and John Gray, this is his time to kind of like prove the doubters wrong from last year. He had a really good spring, um, kind of resulted from him. He worked at driveline all summer. Jeff Hoffman worked at driveline as well. Um, and he just wanted to figure out what are some small tweaks that I can make and I want to build back my success that I've had. Um, and another part of that was last year, pregame diet was terrible. He, he used to talk about how. He didn't eat before starts last year, and it really messed with his psyche for his starts. Um, so he's changed that as well. He's really trying to change the way he goes about pitching. He bulked up a little bit, worked out extremely hard this offseason. So he's very motivated to prove that last year was an anomaly and not the rule. Um, and last year's underlying numbers were better than his ERA and his surface numbers showed. So there was room for improvement even last year um he's just a high strikeout guy that needs the consistency he can miss bats but he needs to consistently miss bats outside of his strikeouts if he's able to get the ball on the ground get the ball you know weak pop wise that's when he'll really start to be successful it's when he has the innings with two k's but also allows a pair of doubles allows two to three runs those are what really hurt him um but if he's able to put those away and really really focus on consistency this year um he could have a big bounce back year and as their fourth starter i mean that would be huge for their rotation he's still young um formerly of oklahoma he's he has a ton of room to grow even now and he's shown already that he has that ace level stuff um he just needs to put it together for an entire season looking over at alcantara He's also only 23 years old, same as Pablo Lopez. He has six career starts, um, a little less experienced than Pablo. Um, he had 34 innings last year. He started six games, 3-4-4 ERA, 30K. He had 30 strikeouts in those 34 innings. Um, and the changeup is also his best pitch. Um, he's not going to throw it as much as a guy like Trevor Richards does. But when he has thrown it, the value of that pitch has been better than any other pitch for him. Um, so expect him to rely on it, especially after how the Rockies reacted to change-ups today. Um, first time through the order, Alcantara has been dynamite in his career. I mean, he's barely allowing hitters, he's barely allowing over, you know, a 200 batting average. Uh, second time through the order, he struggles a little bit. Um, he's allowed a 370 on base percentage, um, which isn't, which isn't abysmal, um, but it's something that, you'll likely see tomorrow much like you did through the first two games the Rockies had much better at bats through through the order the second time around um and that's something that should probably reign true again um against Alcantara um the problem for the Rockies is last year they were very home run reliant this year they haven't been nearly as home run reliant and Alcantara doesn't allow many home runs so they're gonna have to continue the trend from this year 
as opposed to their home run ways last year. Um, he's only allowed six home runs in in just under 60 innings in his career, if you include this year's spring training. Um, so he's going to keep the ball in the yard, especially at Marlins Park. Not a huge home run park. Um, so they're really going to have to string together hits, get those down-the-line doubles like they did today, really have good at-bats, take the ball where it's pitched, um, foul off those change-ups, and be ready for a fastball off the change-ups. Um, a lot of times today they were extremely late on fastballs because they were expecting that change-up from Richards, and the change-up just didn't come. And then later in the game, once they started to adjust, he started to consistently throw that changeup instead of the fastball, and it really messed with the hitter's timing. Um, so that's something you'll probably see the next two days as well, is really trying to work that changeup against the Rockies hitters. Um, their changeups aren't nearly as good as Trevor Richards. His changeup was one of the best in the league last year. Um, I had it. I tweeted about it earlier. His changeup ranked just behind, uh, just behind last year. God, off the top of my head, can't remember who it is, but he was just ahead of Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, and Zach Granke, just behind Kyle Kendricks. That's who it was. Um, so that's, I mean, that's Kyle Hendricks has been known for his ability to pinpoint. He's not quite the level of pitchers DeGrom, Scherzer, and Granke, um, but overall, that's a very good company. So they're not going to face a changeup like that again. Um, but they are going to face good changeups the rest of the way. So changing their approach a little bit, I'm sure it's something that Dave Magden will really touch on as they get ready for the next two games. Um, overall, first two games, I mean, there's not much more Bud Black can ask for. Um, he really preached about how proud he was of Kyle Freeland yesterday, really being able to battle. Um, and I think that's something he would like to see from his entire staff, especially with how young they are. Um, just seeing that consistent fight throughout the game, especially when the innings get rough like they did occasionally against for Marquez and Freeland. Um, being able to see that resiliency for them as well as his lineup, um, big key for them this year. So the Rockies really have an opportunity for a sweep at this point. They have the advantage on the mound for the last two games. Um, being able to start the game with a sweep after their first two-game winning streak in a single season at Marlins Park would be a huge reversal of their past results against the Marlins um, and really set them up well before they head to Tampa and then subsequently they'll come home to face the Dodgers. It's just, it's a great start for them and I think they're really starting to feel like this team is truly special. Last year they felt like we got a taste of winning, we want more. Um, and this year they're really starting to prove that even despite the fact that we didn't make huge additions in the offseason, still going to be great. And I think that's their mindset. I think Jeff Reidich really knew that that would be a mindset they'd, they'd have. And I think he didn't want to mess with the chemistry. Um, so, so far, Rockies 2-0. Um, first podcast of the regular season. I have another one after the final game on Sunday. Um, talk to you later, baseball fans.